Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Nicole Reddick-Alexander. Today we will be speaking on, I will be speaking on a mother who guides. A mother who guides. Happy Mother's Day to each and every mother both natural and spiritual. A mother who guides. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. I pray that you would touch every eye and ear. I pray that you would move by your spirit. Bless the hearers, the mothers, both spiritual and natural alike. Open up their eyes and ears of understanding. As I yield and have your way, Holy Spirit, be glorified today, Father. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. In Jesus Christ's holy name, the potentate king, the holy one of Israel, amen and amen. We're coming from the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth. Ruth, the first chapter, the 14th through the 15th verse. To give you a little bit of background on Ruth and Naomi, they were in the land of Bethlehem, Judah, also known as Ephrata. Naomi's husband and two sons had passed. So she was left and her two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah. So we're gonna start at the 14th verse. And they lifted up their voice and wept again because they were in mourning. And Naomi wanted to leave. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth cleaved unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back 
unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after this, thy sister-in-law. So Orpah, under the instruction of Naomi, decided to go back under the gods of her people and to her people. Now the god of her people was Chemosh. Chemosh. He is one of the pagan gods in the Bible. And so she went back to her land. But Ruth Ruth kissed and cleaved to Naomi and her god. Ruth kissed and cleaved to Naomi and her god. Now which god though? Which god are we talking about? It says Naomi and her God. So Ruth loved Elohim, our creator and maker. And here it says she cleaved unto her. She stuck close by her. She would not go back. And she said in verse 16, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. So entreat means to urge that a request be granted. So she's saying, I want to stick with you. I want to go where you go. And here it says, I want to lodge where you lodge. And I want your people to be my people and your God to be my God. And so instead of going back like Orpah and returning to these foreign gods, namely the God Chemosh, she wanted to serve Elohim, our creator and maker. So Naomi... She may not have been their birth mother, but she was the mother-in-law. And see, this mother-in-law, she did one thing after the other. First, the mother-in-law led them to Elohim. Naomi led Ruth and Orpah to know the true and living God, Elohim, our creator and our maker. Jehovah, the Lord, the great I am. She led them to God, a mother who guides. She guided them in the way of the Jews. But Orpah, without a husband, she followed the mother-in-law's instructions and she went back. So first we learn that a mother who guides will lead you to the true and living God, to Elohim, to Jehovah, to El Shaddai, to I am that I am, to Yahweh, to Yah. 
Let's look at some more. So she leads, she guides us to God. She leads us in the right path. Let's go to the third chapter of Ruth. Then Naomi, verse 1. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? Here it is, Naomi again. We have a Ruth that cleaved unto her, that wanted her God to be her God. And she is saying, they have went back to her old homeland in Bethlehem, where there was food and not famine. See, when her husband and her two sons died, there was famine. So she went back to Bethlehem where there was actually food, which was a different part of Bethlehem, Ju Judah. See, she's saying now, as your mother-in-law, my daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? This is a good mother-in-law. She said, I, I know my son is no longer here. She said, but now I got to guide you and, and, and seek rest for you. So not only do a mother guide you to God, guides you to seek rest. She's going to put you in a position where you will find a covering, a husband that will take care of you. You will have no need. He says, he will seek rest for thy wellness. She want all things well for you. A mother who guides, whether it be your natural birth mother, your mother-in-law, your spiritual mother, she's going to lead and guide you to God. Then she's going to make sure you take rest. that it may be well with you. Now what does seek rest? I just told you to find you a husband. First Corinthians, the seventh chapter. So then, if for Ruth, she's going to find a husband, what is this mother-in-law? What is this spiritual mother? What is this natural mother going to do for you as a man? She's going to find you a wife. She's going to seek rest. See, the wife would do the homely duties. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. She's going to guide you to God and then guide you to seek rest. First Corinthians, the seventh chapter, the 36th verse. But if any man think that
that he behave himself uncomely toward his virgin. If she pass the flower of her age, and me so require, let him do what he will, he sinneth not. But let them marry. Let them marry. So what is she going to do? Show you how to find a husband. To find a husband. First Corinthians, First Timothy. First Timothy. Five. Verse eight. But if any provide not for his own. So here we're talking about the husband. That the, the mother who guides fine, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Let not a widow be taken into the number under threescore years old, having been a wife of one man. Well reported for good works, if she have brought up children, if she have lodged strangers, if she have washed the saints' feet, if she have relieved the afflicted, if she have diligently followed every good work. A guiding mother will help you find rest. Not only will she seek rest for you, you will have a husband and he will be a good provider. Ruth, the first chapter. So we have this guiding mother. The ninth verse. It says, The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. This is what Naomi knew these young ladies needed. They needed to find rest. They had just lost their husbands. She just lost hers. But Naomi being the mother-in-law, the one with wisdom, the one that knew how to build a house, she took them and she said, find rest. Find rest. And the way you find rest as a woman is you go to your husband. You find rest. He's your covering. He's your provider. He takes care of everything that you need. Find rest. Verse 3. So here, Naomi is getting ready to guide Ruth into finding rest. There's a husband for you. It's time for you. She says, this is what you ought to do. Boaz, our next of kinsmen, you need to go home. Verse 3, 
wash yourself therefore and anoint yourself and put thy raiment upon thee and get thee down to the floor but not make yourself known unto the man until he sh until he have done eating and drinking so here Naomi in this chapter of three is finding Ruth a husband, a near kinsman. So if you know anything about the Jews, if your husband died, you had to marry the next of kin to build the house. So she said, go wash. And she said, anoint yourself, anoint yourself. So why would I need to anoint myself? You know, we go to church, we put on our anointing oil. Why is she anointing herself? Well, in this scripture is what we would do as women today. We would take our shower and we would spray our perfume. This is what Ruth is telling. I mean, this is what Naomi is telling Ruth. Here, you go, you wash and you anoint yourself. To anoint means to smear over a fragrance effectively. Make yourself smell delightful. She's guiding you. She's seeking rest for you. And she's telling you how to go about and get your husband. A mother who guides. Verse four, she says, now go in and uncover his feet and lay thee down and he will tell thee what you should do. Okay, let's talk about this a little bit. What does uncover his feet mean? Just make his feet naked. Let me tell you something. She said, listen, I need you to go do this. But she said, make not thyself known. So all you want to do is lift the covers off his feet. And so in verse 9, let's go down. And she did what she had said. In verse 7 it says, And when Boaz had eaten and drank and was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself. And behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread, therefore, thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. Here it is. Naomi is saying, this is your husband. This is where you seek rest. This is where you're going to find your provider, your cover. She said, he said, 
she said to him, spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid. Spread your skirt. So what does this mean? Spread your skirt over. Well, it means several things. Number one, it's a covering. It's a covering. It's a covering. So in other words, Ruth is telling him, I want you to be my covering. I want you to be my husband. I need you to be my husband. It's a covering. Let's turn to Ezekiel, the 16th chapter. What else does spread thy skirt mean? In Ezekiel, the 16th chapter, Let's go down to the eighth verse. It says, Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, thy time was the time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee saith the Lord God, and thou becames mine. He said, listen. She said, listen, I need you to be my covering. I want to come into covenant with you. I need you to spread your skirt over me. Not that she was naked, but it was symbolizing that I need you to be my covering and by spreading your skirt over me, we're going to come into covenant and we're going to agree to be married. Spreading the skirt is a time of love. This particular verse really is, is showing us how God loves us too. He says... I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and you became mine. By spreading my skirt over thee. And what does it mean to have a skirt spread by God? He's going to cover you in his glory. He's going to cover you in his train. He's going to be your God. Christ is our covering. He is our husband. He heals us. He says, a time of love. In verse 9, he said, Then washed I thee with water, and thoroughly washed away the blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. This is the Holy Ghost. 
not only do he cover us with Christ, he anoints us with the Holy Ghost. upon thy hands and chains on thy neck and I put a jewel on thy forehead and earrings in thine ears and a beautiful crown upon thy head thou was also decked with gold and silver and thy raiment was of fine linen and silk and embroidered work thou didst eat fine flour and honey and oil and thou was exceeding beautiful and you did prosper into a kingdom and thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty, for it was perfect through my comeliness. God, in other words, saying, I made you beautiful. And this is what the husband's supposed to do for the wife. I'm going to make you renowned in your beauty. He said, which I have put upon thee, the Lord God. This is what Naomi was guiding Ruth to tell Boaz. Cover me in your skirt. Make me beautiful. Be my provider. Be my covering. Be my protector. Finding a husband. Or even finding a wife. The husband, the man must cover you in his skirt. But you must come in covenant. And covenant means an agreement. And today we do it in marriage. Different religions do it different ways. But in the church, in the house of God, we get married when we want the man to cover us in his skirt. And all those things that God does for us in the time of love, so should our husbands. And we become theirs just like 
we become gods. So this near kinsman is being asked to be a husband without even mentioning the word husband and Ruth. Let's go back to Ruth. Let's go back to Ruth, the third chapter. Now, Boaz took notice of Ruth, and he let her gleam in the field, so he was already providing for her undercover. But it took the guidance of her mother-in-law for her to see, to give her instruction on what to do to get that husband. Let's look at Boaz, though. This is the husband. So, men, we must understand that this mother has recognized you. Now, it's your job to recognize the wife. And that's what Boaz did. He recognized her. After she said, spread thy skirt over thine handmaid, he said this, and we're going to find out how much attention Boaz was paying to Ruth. He said, blessed be thou of the Lord. She's, he said, number one, she's blessed of the Lord. For thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning. So number two, she's, be, she's kind. Not only is she blessed, but she's kind. He's paying attention. Of Ruth. These are the things he started finding, he started noticing and he's speaking to her. Number one, I'm, I'm letting you know I know you're blessed. Number two, I'm letting you know I know you're kind. And number three, I'm letting you know I know you don't follow after men. Neither poor nor rich. He's taking notice of the one who's asking to spread his skirt over her, to be her covering, to be her husband. And now, she's saying, he's saying to her, don't even be afraid. I will do all that you're asking. For all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. Listen, he said, everybody in the city know you are a virtuous woman. You are known. You are known among them. And what is a virtuous woman but a mighty woman, a woman of strength and a woman of power? 
Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Now this is all taking place because of a mother who guides. First, she leads you to the most important thing that will ever be in your life. The most important person is God himself. She leads you to God. Then she, she guides you to seek rest. She's showing you how to find a husband. And she's showing you where your rest and la of labor is going to be. Proverbs 4.12 When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. When we look at a woman, Boaz saw a virtuous one. A virtuous one is a crown to her husband. A crown to, my, to her husband. A virtuous woman also is a wise woman. She builds her house. She builds her house. Proverbs 14.1 he said, every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. What does it mean to build her house? Build her house. It means for her to have children. For her to have children. doesn't mean to build a house. It means for a spiritual mother, she's going to build in God's kingdom a spiritual house. Like we talked last week, a raised mother is one of the leaders in the church. Deborah was a prophetess. And so she was the female leader birthing Christ in you. And we've got to understand that a mother of a, a virtuous woman 
a virtuous mother, she builds, she is found worthy, and she is famous. And what did Boaz say? You are well known among my people. Let's look at Ruth, the fourth chapter. In Ruth, the fourth chapter, Boaz, he has to defend to get and do all that Ruth is asking. Because there is a kinsman that is nearer than him. So if there's a kinsman in the Jewish culture that is nearer than the one you're asking to cover you, he must go through him. He must go to him. Would you like to marry her? If you don't want to marry her, I would. So if the nearest kinsman declined, Boaz, go ahead and fill the request of Ruth. Let's look at verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bare a son. At that point, there's the different spreading, the spreading of the cover. Now he takes care of all needs. He is your provider. He is your protector. He is your cover. He is your benevolence. He takes care of you. Now, what did we say a virtuous woman does? She builds. And here she is. She is having a son. She's building their house. And the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which have not left thee this day without a kinsman, and his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, have borne him. Here it is. The guiding mother. She, she guided her to God. She guided her to seek rest. And the one she sought rest under, he saw the value in her. He saw she was blessed. He saw she was a woman of power and strength and might. He saw she was kind. He saw, man, you've got to pay attention because when a, a mother is guiding her daughter. You've got to see the value in a wife. 
just like the wife has to see the value in the one she wants to cover her. A guiding mother. And the woman, her neighbor, gave it a name. <clears throat> there was a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Here, this woman was not of the Jewish culture, but she married into a Jewish family. Not only did her kinsmen die, here was Boaz. And to Boaz, she raised up a son. And because of that son, Jesus Christ was born in the lineage of Jesse and the lineage of David, all because of Ruth and Naomi. Naomi guiding her daughter-in-law. What is your daughter or your son going to be the lineage of when you guide them first to God? Then you guide them to seek rest. A guiding mother. Now Ruth is taking on the position of Naomi. Naomi was the mother-in-law. Ruth was the daughter-in-law. She had not yet had any kids. She could not build a house. So here you have Ruth. Now she is a mother building a house already recognized to be wise, already recognized to be blessed, already recognized to be crowned, a crown to her husband, already recognized as virtuous, a woman of might, strength, and power, already recognized that she had kindness in her, Already recognize that she don't follow after men. Already recognized. A virtuous woman building her house. Building her house. Naomi taught Ruth well. So as a spiritual mother, as a natural mother, or as a mother-in-law, we need to guide well, we need to teach well, we need to lead well to get the results that Naomi did. Whether it's to build a spiritual house or whether it's to build the natural house, we need to guide well. A guiding mother. Is a blessed mother. A blessed mother. 
a guiding mother. I want to say to the mothers today, you are blessed. You are blessed. And I pray that you are a crown to your husband. I pray that you are building your house as well. I pray that they find kindness in your mouth. I pray that you are virtuous. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. And I pray that each and every woman that is a mother, natural or spiritual, be blessed today. I know I asked last week and I'm going to ask again that something special be done for the mothers. Something unexpected, something out of the way, God. Bless each mother, whether it's the spiritual mother in your kingdom or the natural mother. They both build a house. Have your way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ in the life of each mother that hear this message. Let them know that they are blessed and that they are loved and that a skirt is coming for them if they don't have one or if they are widowed or if they want one. If not, God continue to be the skirt that covers them. Let your glory come down upon them. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. The potentate king who lives forever and ever, the Holy One of Israel. The great provider. Amen and amen.